This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production, where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. One of my earliest memories is of my third birthday. It was a very exciting day, and one of the last presents I opened was from my dad. I unwrapped it, and it was this really awesome teddy bear. And it was weird because as I opened the gift, my dad was so sad when he was looking at me. I didn't understand why. The party wasn't quite over. And I remember my dad walked up to the door and looking at me. And then he drove off. And that was the last day I ever saw him. My father never came back. Not that it was any consolation, but I did find a lot of comfort in having this teddy bear because it was one of the few things I had of my father's. Being that my dad left on my birthday, I guess my mom thought in some small way she needed to make every birthday cheerful and and, and memorable. So for my seventh birthday, my aunt and my mother and I went up to Lake George, which is a very popular family destination spot in upstate New York. You know, we pull up to the motel and it's kind of exciting because I'd never stayed in a hotel or motel or anything at that point. The guy who checked us in seemed like, you know, he's definitely been there probably since it had opened. And he was kind of telling us a little bit about just nearby attractions, good places to eat. And I could see there was a pool. And then he got real somber and said, but um, please be careful around the pool. There's no lifeguard on duty, so, you know, you are swimming at your own risk. Just be careful with the kids. We walk up to our motel room. We had a double room and uh, unpacked. It was really cool. Of course, I had my teddy bear with me. And we go out and have a great dinner, get back to the hotel room, really excited for the next day. I was in bed. My aunt and my mom are sitting up talking, having late night girl chat. And I was pretending to be asleep. And the bathroom light was on. It flickered a little bit. My aunt and my mom continued their conversation. And a few moments later, 
I saw a figure of a man slowly pass from one side of the bathroom doorway to the other. I'm trying to rationalize what this is. And then my mom saw it. She let out this like scream. My aunt turns, catches the tail end of it, screams. My mom grabs me and yanks me out of the hotel room. We went to the front desk. My mother said, we think there's a man in our room. We need someone to come check it out. Please, we're really freaked out. So this front desk man walks us back to our motel room. Looks in the shower. Looked under my bed. There's no one in the room. So this front desk man leaves. My mom was really freaked out. And so she left to talk to the man at the front desk. A couple moments later, she comes back and she's really worked up. She starts, you know, whispering to my aunt, and I can kind of make out a little bit of what she's talking about. We should just now. She's like, maybe we should just leave now. But my aunt told my mother, let's just spend the night here. We'll pack now and we'll leave first thing in the morning. So my mom and my aunt pack all the bags. Everything's packed except for my teddy bear, which I'm clutching. So we all get into bed, fall asleep. And somewhere around, I would imagine, three in the morning, I kind of woke up. I felt like there weren't just three of us in the room. So I slowly turned over. Slowly open one eye. I could see a man sitting in this chair looking at me. I was just paralyzed. When I'm thinking, oh my God, he's going to kill me because I'm the only one awake looking at him. He looked at me so calmly, and he didn't speak, and he was so still. And the more I looked at him, the more I felt calm. The more I felt like he wasn't there to harm me. But I couldn't figure out what he wanted. And once I got over my initial fear, I just reached out and offered him my teddy bear. And uh, which just kind of looked at me and was like. And it was a kind of peace that I hadn't felt since my dad left. And I'm, I'm clutching my teddy bear. And then I just fall asleep. Around five, six in the morning, I was woken up by my mom picking me up in my PJs uh, out of bed. It was time to go. The sun was just barely up, and they wanted nothing to do with this motel anymore. I knew it couldn't have been a dream. I knew that what I saw was real, and I knew that he was really there. But what I was left with was, well, who was this guy? 
Years later, my mom and I got into talking about that time at Lake George. And, you know, I finally told her that I had seen a man in the corner of the room watching us. And she was like, well, I didn't, you know, I didn't want to tell you when you were a kid, but when I went downstairs, the front desk man told me many years ago, there was a family who had come to stay at this motel. It was a mom, a dad, and their seven-year-old son. Dad, Dad, watch me dive into the pool. And the little boy, you know, shouted, Daddy, watch me, watch me dive into the pool. He'd dive right in and hit his head. The father did everything he could. But the little boy was dead. The father was just devastated. They say that he would come back every year for, you know, years. Basically his whole life. He never got over the loss of his son. One year he stopped coming. And that was the year that people started seeing the figure of this man. When I think back to it now, I think maybe he picked up on my energy of wanting to have had a father. And it almost felt like he was the spirit who hadn't moved on because he was missing his son. So in some small way, it was like our energies were connected because I needed a dad and he needed a son. I think we helped each other. This is David Gutty Jr., author of A Guest in My House, and you're listening to Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast. Welcome. I'm Aaron Hunter, purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult, and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA. I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, Aaron here, and it is Monday, October 16th, 2023, episode 308. How's everyone out there around the world doing? And man, always glad to be back in the hot seat. And Halloween is upon us. You guys excited? I know I am. As far as announcements are concerned, you know, things are pretty nice and smooth over here. Not too much to announce. Tomorrow, which is Tuesday, there will not be a new... Aaron's Horror Show with Mr. Aaron Frail. He's busy. He's been writing books lately. He's just pumping them out. So he's taking a little bit of time off. He'll be back when he gets back. This Wednesday, a new Terry's Mysterious Moments with Terry from Texas will be out. So check that out. And of course, this Friday, as always, two new entertaining short films will be released. And I just released one for today, Monday. So check that out too. Just go to realparanormalactivity.com to view the videos and the movies. Or just use your RPA app. It's free. And the new movie I released for today is called Hatched. I think you guys are going to like it. And as I mentioned in previous episodes that this whole month, all the films are going to be horror-based. 
or spooky-based, whatever you want to call it, because it is the spooky time of year. So enjoy. And you know what? That's it. It's getting kind of chilly over here. It's going to get colder pretty soon. So we're just going to do more listener stories, and you guys know what that means. Oh, yeah, man. Come on. Say it with me. Say it with me. That's right. Two. The story then. Follow me right this way. No pushing, no shoving, and the fires are going nice and toasty in here. And you guys know the deal. Grab a beanbag over there in the corner, find an empty spot on the floor, and while you guys are doing that, get behind my desk here. Ah, get nice and comfy. I printed off Britt's packet. Thank you, Britt, if you're listening. And let's see what stories she picked up for us. Alright. Well, it looks like they're uh, they're all medium sized. All right, let me take a sip of my green tea real quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, so good when it hits the lips. All right, the first one. This one is by Diane, and it's titled "Frantic Knocking." Okay, Diane, let's see what you got, man. Several years ago, during the week or so after my husband died, I had something strange happen. I lived alone in our house. One evening, I was in bed, crying again, and I heard light knocking on the ceiling outside the bedroom. I ignored it, thinking it was just strange house noises. I noticed it on and off through the night. The next day, at some point, I heard more knocking. In the evening later at night, the knocking happened again, but louder. I think somewhere around the third or fourth day, the knocking became very loud and frantic sounding. I thought I had an intruder in my attic crawl space. I wasn't in a self-protecting frame of mind because I was so sad about my husband, and I figured I would just open up the attic door and find this person right then and there and tell them to get out. I wasn't the least bit worried about a confrontation. I got a stepladder and opened the trap door, which incidentally was in the hallway outside of my bedroom. I shined a flashlight inside and took a really good look around, but saw no signs of anyone or anything that could have been up there. Nothing was loose, no sources of knocking visible. The house is only two years old, nothing in disrepair. And it was quite clean up there. I was actually surprised that nobody was there. The knocking seemed so purposeful. I heard some knocking again the next day, but then never again. Never. At the time, it never occurred to me that maybe my husband was trying to communicate with me. It wasn't until later when I connected the dots between knocking and ghosts or communication. I wish I would have thought of it then so that I could have communicated with my husband. I even had one day during the couple of weeks after he died with an extreme cold move over me in the house. And this was at the end of August. It passed after about two or three minutes and it was ice cold. Uh, thanks for reading. And that's from Diane. Diane. Oh, man. Thank you very much for sharing. I loved it. Yeah, you know, you just don't think of things like that. Uh, you know, I read this sort of stuff all the time here on the network, and it's really that not that unique. Uh, you're not alone. But, yeah, 
you're in, you know, you're uh, grieving and you just don't connect the dots, like you say. Uh, it could have well been. Uh, you did go up into the attic because that's, you know, the knocking is coming from the ceiling. And obviously you're not, you know, you took a look, which is a good thing. You're thinking someone might be up there or maybe something's loose, you know. A breeze is going through at certain times of the day and something's rattling against, uh, uh, well, you know, the floorboards, the ceiling. Uh, so I don't know. But yeah, you know, it could very well be. It's too bad that um, it stopped. No more knocking. Just as soon as it started up after your husband died. And a few days go by and then it just quit. Hmm. Interesting stuff. Yeah. Thank you very much, Diane. Yeah, that's a good story. All right. What's next? What do we got? Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Is that all the oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. This one is by Czar, and it's titled, They Can See. Okay, Czar, let's see what you got, man. I've been babysitting the kids of my neighbor for almost a week now, a two-year-old girl and a five-year-old boy. Their mother and I weren't that close, but still, I always feel the need to help her since she's a single mom and her story about what happened between her and her ex-husband truly is a teary-eyed one. My babysitting job would always start as soon as I came home from work. We both live in the same building, on the same floor, with my door facing theirs. She, the mother, is working as a call center agent and is always on the night shift. She would leave for work at about 5 p.m. and would leave dinner on the table and return the following morning. Feeding the kids and putting them to bed is what I usually just do. After the kids fall asleep, I would return to my apartment and retire for the day. Every time I do bedtime routine with them, they would always giggle and glance constantly at the window in their bedroom. It's like they were playing peekaboo with someone. I never really paid attention to that since they were just little kids. It happened every single night that I put them to bed. Last Friday, while I was helping them change their clothes into pajamas, I asked the five-year-old why they were laughing at the window. He said that it was because of Daddy. This creeped me out because I know that we were the only ones in the apartment and our room was located on the second floor. There were many questions in my mind at that time, but dismissed them all with the reason that maybe the kids were just imagining things. The following morning, Saturday, the kids were watching cartoons and their mom was eating brunch. She invited me to eat brunch with her and I gladly obliged. As we were eating, I told her about what happened last night. And what she told me next really scared the crap out of me. She told me that after they separated, her ex-husband got into a really, really bad car accident 
leaving him with a disfigured face and later on died due to the impact of the accident. He was two months dead at that time. They never went to the funeral home nor visited his grave because, according to her, they don't have any right because they were the second family. They were never legally together. She found out that her ex-husband or partner was legally married to another girl and had four children. This was the reason why they split up. It was disturbing and, yes, a bit spooky upon knowing that the kid's dead father was visiting them for the past few days. I stopped babysitting their kids after that and just referred the landlord's daughter to babysit her kids. But I still continue to go to their apartment every morning and to play with the kids, but never during the night. Thanks for reading and more power to RPA. And that's from Zar. Zar, oh man, loved it. Thank you very much for sharing. Uh, yeah, creepy, creepy stuff. Yeah, you know, you old timers know this. Uh, kids are creepy. Yeah, they're spooky. Uh, I don't like the type of stuff they say. <laughs> they're imaginary friends. You don't really know if uh, they're just lying or they're just imaginary, you know. But we're into this paranormal stuff, so yeah, kids are just creepy. And uh, yeah, it could very well be. Yeah, at night. You're on the second floor and the kids are laughing and looks like they're interacting with whatever is outside that window. And they call it daddy. So, well, there you go. <laughs> Thank you again. Great story. All right. What's next? What's coming up? This one is by Tweed. And it's titled, The Little Ones. Okay, Tweed. Let's see what you got, man. Sometime in either late July or early August of 2015, my husband and I woke in the middle of the night, which is something neither of us normally do. What woke us, I guess, was an awareness. From my perspective, I was cozy in bed fast asleep, both of us facing the window. Then, very groggy, I awoke, opening my eyes to the window. I seemed to be already looking toward the window, or, to be more precise, the crack in the curtains. So, now I'm barely awake, looking at the crack in the curtain, to outside the window, where a group of small, warm, colored lights were floating around in a small cluster, gathered at the crack in the curtain. I wasn't bothered or even startled by them, and remained barely awake. It mustered up the energy to look around at my husband, who was also barely awake and watching them with a groggy smile. I looked back to the window where they were just floating around. And for the next few moments, I tried hard to fight sleep and watch whatever they might do next. I went back to sleep again while they were still at the window. From my husband's perspective, he woke to the sound of something like dirt or tiny pebbles lightly brushing down the length of the window pane. He thinks he heard the sound a few successive times in his sleep, and that it stopped when he opened his eyes. Once awake, he found the window was illuminated with a soft orange or golden glow. The glow was there when he woke. He didn't see it happen. 
Seconds after, at least two small warm lights floated in front of the thin curtain and slowly floated to where both curtains, thick and thin, were opened a crack. They remained at the crack, seemingly peering through the window. Then a few more joined them, following from the same direction, making maybe five or so small lights. This is about when I woke up. He managed to stay awake a bit longer than me and saw a few dart quickly upwards towards the roof, then hover down to the window again. He fell asleep shortly after, while they were still at the window. Apart from something brushing against the window, he also heard a high-pitched chattering noise, like you might expect from small rodents. He's not sure if he heard this sound the entire duration or in small bursts. Although, I didn't hear these sounds that night. I've heard them at other times. We both have. It always seems to happen at night. We put it down to rodents scurrying around. We have mice in the area, so those noises could well have been mice. I think that's pretty much all there is to it. I looked online for news of fireflies in the area, but no such luck. I did find some people talking on a nature forum about seeing something similar to what we saw, but no one had any answers for them either, except that it was an unconfirmed firefly finding. It's interesting because fireflies aren't supposed to be here. Keep on reading people's experiences. And that's from Tweed. Tweed, thank you very much for sharing. Loved it. Yeah, you know, I'm going to have to uh, lean towards insects, fireflies. Uh, over here in the States, I think it's uh, in the south, southern states, you know, they call them lightning bugs. But, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm familiar with uh, the fireflies. They, um, when I was younger, growing up uh, in the country, that's, I grew up in Iowa, and um, there was fireflies all over the place when I was growing up. I mean, literally thousands of them. You know, at night, I'd be at my, you know, obviously at my parents' place. I'd be out on the deck, you know, 10 o'clock at night, whatever. It's nighttime. And you just look out into the landscape and you see all these flashes of small light, you know, fireflies. And uh, they're always... Um, they weren't together. They were always, you know, separated away from each other. So they weren't like in clusters or anything like that. And from what I remember, I think uh, the the fireflies that uh, that are flashing, their abdomen lights up. I think those are the males, and they're trying to attract females. And females, they don't they don't have any glowing parts. You know, they don't flash their abdomen. Or it could be the other way around, but. Yeah, they're try they're trying to attract a mate. So, I, I guess I'm just saying is that uh, for you guys to see, you know, uh, a bundle of them, maybe five of them, some uh, that you mentioned, they're together almost as if they're peeking through the the crack in the curtains, and maybe you might have a nightlight on, right, in your room or something something lit up, and they're just attracted to it. That's why they, you know, came to the window to that crack in the curtains. I don't know. But, um, like I said, though, yeah, it's hard to say. (laughs) 
who knows? And especially, uh, you're not supposed to have fireflies in the area. But, you know, whatever. But, yeah, I'm no expert. Who knows? Who knows? Well, yeah, I'm leaning towards uh, fireflies. But, yeah, thank you again for sharing. Good stuff. And, well, that's it, guys. That is all. And, as always, we're flattered that uh, you come over here and you listen to the Monday episodes. I'm glad you're enjoying yourselves. And also anything else on the network, you know, the videos and the short films and the other podcasts. And, uh, you know, it's hard to please everybody, but hopefully you like what we have here and something uh, you might find enjoyable. So keep on coming back. And uh, if you don't have the free RP app, just go to your app store and do a search for Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast network, and you'll see our iconic aqua blue eye. It's free. Download it. Fully functional. Watch movies, videos, listen to the podcast. And so with that, I am calling it. This show's been produced by myself and Britain, also made possible by LaFosse Corporation. And man, we love you guys. Oh yeah, we do. As always, thank you and good night.